Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to novelist and brilliant bloke Bonsart Buckle, who about what comics he would take into an alien invasion apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to get, give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit comicscene.org. And on a side note, if you enjoy the show today, please be sure to leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Bonsart Bokal. How's it going? Good day. Yes, I'm doing good. Uh, doing some backlog on my miniature painting. So Nice. Nice. What, what, what are you particularly painting at the moment? Um, it's the main character of my upcoming book um, for or Kickstarter. Uh, so I don't know if you want me to get into that right away. Yeah, sure, man. Sure. Okay, yeah. So um, with uh, this is my second Kickstarter for Bound uh, for the Sticks. And with the first Kickstarter, I, uh, I'm a big fan of, of board games. And uh, yeah, I, I wanted to have miniatures of that uh, because it's my dream to eventually have a have a board game uh, of my series the association of ishtar uh so uh, we did uh, two uh, miniatures and uh, people really like those uh, i've got a very good um, a miniature designer for that as well um who also really enjoys the concepts and uh, yeah i uh, also got new two new uh miniatures for the upcoming kickstarter which is uh, the uh, protagonist igraine mortiba and uh, her friend, um, except that miniature is not done yet, so that that should be done the twentieth, so within a week. Um, so then I can also share screenshots of that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Nice man, nice. Um, and as you say, um, yeah, you're you've got an upcoming Kickstarter um, as part of your um, series, Bound for the Sticks, um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be starting on the first of March. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent. Um, and you do have a pre-launch page as well, so yeah. people can click on that um, to get an initial flavour of uh, of what they've got in store um, on the first of March. Um, but uh, yeah, just to, just tell us like a little bit about the the, the premise. Uh, so the Association of Ishtar series is basically my my conceptual steampunk multiverse. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Radio Retro Future which I have a series called the Steampunk Beginner's Guide where I discuss, well, all things steampunk, really. And uh, as of late, like, I'm really on a, on a writing binge uh, on, on doing videos on writing and stuff like that. Uh, and I was encouraged uh, because I also have a podcast on there on which I have interviewed various comic book creators. Uh, one of them is SK from Australia. And uh, he kind of said, well, you're writing a book. Why are you not uh, working uh, on, on comics as well? And, um, yeah, that, that became uh, my first comic, which is S36, The Call Girl, which is a comic book adaptation of the first story I've ever written for the series. So much of the world building is, is based on, on that very short story, um, which are basically dossiers. They're in-universe documents, uh, 
kept by the Association of Ishtar of creatures, phenomena, and, and, and constructs that they have encountered uh, during their explorations. Um, and the S-36 happens to be an assassin who contacts her victims before uh, attacking them, hence he's called the Call Girl. Um, I based my first novel uh, on one of those short stories. It's based on, I think, seven short stories in total that I've written before then. Um, and uh, we now also have a supplement to that novel, which contains those stories. So during the Kickstarter, people can get the first novel that is called The Wrench in the Machine, and then they can also get a supplement that contains all the short stories that are beautifully made, uh, I must say. They actually mm-hmm. look like files. It's it's full color, and nice. the pages like, all have like, well, I, I would let's call it parchment-like background and stuff, and it has all kinds yeah. of sketches from uh, uh, illustrators when they were making concepts for the for the book illustrations. Uh, and I, I'm a sucker for sketches, so I'm really happy that I now have a, a location for that. And it turned out to be a very nice community project as well, where people can just submit their sketches and uh, I can put them in. So uh, it's awesome. Nice. So I, I really hope to expand on that concept. And I get the impression that some people are more looking forward to those two anthologies that I created than the actual book mm-hmm. itself. But um, yeah, and Igraine, uh, the main character of book two, is one of those uh, those files. Uh, she comes from a short story called uh, She Can't Go Home Again. It's kind of a sad story about a girl who gets trapped uh, on the world of the Association of Ishtar. Um, and uh, yeah, she became unintentionally, she became kind of like a main character in, in The Wrench of the Machine. I did not intend to make her that when I started writing it, but I, I needed kind of like a, a character to help the, the, the main character get acquainted with the concept of the multiverse because that was the intention of the whole book. And yeah, and, and it's funny that when you are writing. Um, a short story like that, which was uh, actually a, a take on uh, Clark Tech, which is uh, a phrase in science fiction. Um, you know, I just re- wrote that story and was like, wow, this has far more potential than I initially realized. So I was very happy that I could include her in, in the wrench in the machine. And then that turned out to be a very big deal in, in the plot and, and the motivations for the main character. Uh, and yeah, and now uh, she has her own book, basically, and, and the next book is also going to be, uh, she's also going to be the protagonist as well, uh, with a twist, uh, which I'm really happy about. Um, yeah, and now I'm, I'm painting her miniature, so that's, mm-hmm. yeah. That's <laughs> <very awesome. done. laughs> which will also be available, right? Yes, <clears throat> yes, yes, in a 45 a millimeter, cool. yes. Nice. Nice, really cool. Um, and uh, apart from uh, that Kickstarter, where else can people find you online? Uh, com, and I am most of my accounts online are Radio Retro Future. Mm. Retro Future is one word because I'm Dutch and we, we, we make very long words. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and of course, all those links from the show notes, folks, so feel free to go click through and uh, and check out Bonsart's work as we're, as we're talking. Um, now, all of that aside, unfortunately, I do have some bad news for you, and that is just as you're about to, to launch a Kickstarter, we've been invaded by aliens, unfortunately. Um, and so my, my first question for you is, what is your action plan for survival? 
Yeah, I, I thought about like I live in a flat, which should be easily secured. It also really depends, like on on uh, how do the aliens invade? Like, can I can I take shelter in my garage? You know, uh, that's underground, so that's that's helpful. There's only a few ways in, so that that would probably be the safest place. Um, but that's that's as far as I got really. You know, I I I always have my my foodstuffs. I've I've got a lot of melee weapons because I used to be a martial artist. Cool. Um, so and a lot of survival gear and and even some military stuff. So I, I've got like the the basic needs. Um, but you know, then it depend on how the how the invasion would take place, I suppose. Yes, yeah, it would. Um, but uh, let's say that you're safe in your flat for the for the time being, um, and uh, as you can kind of hear hear the the aliens making havoc outside, um, uh, you start recollect um, reminiscing on your uh, on your comics reading, um, and uh, the first question that you ask yourself is, "What's the first comic you remember enjoying?" What is the first comic I remember enjoying? Uh, as a kid, I was really into the Smurfs. Um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, Smurfs, uh, uh, Tintin, we, we call them Kuifje, uh, right. Asterix and Obelix. Um, yeah, of course. And um, yeah, there was also a Dutch comic I was a big fan of. Like, we had the Donald Duck mm-hmm. uh, magazine. And one of the comics that appeared in there, uh, I don't know if I have them anymore, but they were a major part of my childhood, was uh, called uh, From Zero to Now, uh, a rough translation. It's all about, uh, or national history, um, summarized in four comic books. Um, And uh, it was all, uh, it was was done in a very humorous way. Uh, so it was also very funny. That's why it was a good fit for the for the Donald Duck, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's where how I learned like basic history. Uh, it kind of like inflamed my my passion for history in a, in a way. And yeah, I, yeah, I have very fond memories of that. That's awesome. My favorite comic as a kid. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Um, and so that kind of, I guess spurred you on into uh storytelling so when when did you actually get into storytelling yourself uh well i i always had that drive i guess i just i i guess i did not really get the i don't know the encouragement to get into that but it's something that mm. i've always been very occupied with i used to and there's also my connection to steampunk i suppose where i used to like build cities out of circuit boards Cool, uh, like broken radios, and I would like create like cities. I imagined they were cities and stuff, and mm. uh, I did a lot of, of of stuff like that. Like McDonald's at the time had those Happy Meals with their buildings and their awesome toys. They don't have those anymore. Mm. Um, and then I would like make a whole city out of those boxes. I I love that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that I've always done. Uh, unfortunately, I was also dis- I'm also still dyslectic, and. You know that that really discouraged me from writing because I I could not detect my own mistakes and I I, right. I, I was always bad at, at Dutch uh, English I was far better at English on school uh, at school right um, I don't know it's just the the order of the words I suppose is is easier when you're dyslectic um, mm. so yeah I, I I yeah I don't know I don't like writing fantasy terms in Dutch either so that's that's also a thing and uh, I. 
eventually I, uh, because I had a very bad time in my life, I went into like, well, to a lifestyle coach. It's not really therapy uh, as we understand mm -hmm. it today. Right. And, uh, you know, that woman said, you know, you should, uh, you, you should start writing again. Um, you know, and uh, I, eventually I, I started doing that, um, you know, um, in Dutch. And uh, yeah, yeah, you really should continue doing this. And, and that's kind of like thanks to her that I, I actually started trying it and started trying working on contests. But, you know, every time getting the feedback that, you know, your spelling, you know, simple mistakes that I, I just could not detect uh, because of my dyslexia. So that, that's and that's still a big frustration. Not as terrible as it used to be, and now we've got things like Grammarly and and stuff like that to help me. Yeah. I mean, I would be lost without a computer. I, I could not be yeah. doing what William Gibson did when he typed Neuromancer, where he's on, writing on a typewriter <laughs> with notes pasted in place with, with duct tape or whatever he used. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how that happened. Amazing, amazing. Um, and uh, so going back to your uh, flat that's uh, not quite being invaded by aliens just yet, um, but then you, you ask yourself, what's the what's the funniest comic that you've read? Funniest comic, well, from Null to New, uh, from Zero to Now, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to fantasy novels, uh, comics, it would be Chronicles of the Black Moon uh, by Freudeval. Uh, he also wrote 666 and 6666. Um, yeah, he, uh, he has a very dark sense of humor that I really enjoy, mm. uh, and especially in, in Chronicles of the Black Moon, which is this very D&D. &D. I, I think he actually wrote D&D &D books as well. Um you know this this very D and D esque, very over the top power fantasy esque thing, but also a good, intriguing story with good mystery, and you know that you're actually looking forward to to the next uh, to the next issue. So yeah, that's uh, I, I, unfortunately I don't think I have them anymore. I, I look for them today, but uh, yeah, cool. Um, and uh, what's kind of the what's the premise? Of that, uh, the premise of of kind of Black Mirror, it's it's like I said, it's very over the top fantasy, uh, but it's basically about a half elf without who does not know his past. He's like kind of a loser at the start of the of the thing, um, and then he encounters another elf uh, who like wields two magic swords. I think they're actually Elric references. I'm not sure, right. um, but. You know, and, and, and through, through their misadventures, he starts, like, gathering a party. He joins a mercenary army that gets betrayed and, and destroyed. And then uh, he uh, he thinks he has found his father. It's not true, but, you know, but that, that not his father gets killed. So he's now on a quest for revenge. And, you know, he's, he's taking down an entire empire. But meanwhile, he's also, like, a puppet by some dark magister and... I, that's that's as far as I got. Like, um, so I, I really should like pick that up again. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it had like these these massive battles, um, stuff, a lot of blood, gore, and boobs, and yeah, the, I don't know. I really uh, is your connection still good? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I just got a got a warning. 
Um, ah. But yeah, that's yeah. So it's it's really over the top uh, fantasy with uh, a lot of gore and uh, a lot of dark humor. If that's your thing, uh, I really highly recommend it. Epic, epic. Um, and then uh, switching gears quite suddenly, um, what's the what's the saddest comic that you've read? Uh, the saddest. Um... Well, the, the 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 one that impressed me most that I recall is uh, uh, it was the War of the Trenches. I forgot the artist who created. It. I think he's both the artist and drawer, and it's inspired by a story from I think his grandfather who fought in World War One. And one of the stories that his grandfather told him is that during a, an artillery bombardment, he was a French soldier. Um, he was running at night, and uh, when he was taking cover for artillery shells, he jumped into a pit. And uh, when a flash lit up uh, the environment, it turned out his hands were buried in the guts of a dead German soldier. Wow. Yeah. And um, that story inspired him to make that comic, where he basically tells like stories like that, um, uh, that happened from the beginning of the First World War to the last moments of the of the Second World War, um, and and yeah, it's uh, surrealistic at some times, uh, very expressionist. Uh, big a big fan of expressionism, and yeah, it's 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 well, it, it really shows like how it's very authentic. Like he really like fussed about, you know, the number of buttons on the coats of the soldiers and stuff, you know, everything needed to be correct. Uh, so there's a lot of details there. You don't see in other comics about the first world war, like how the French used very different uniforms as during the, the later parts of the second uh, of that war. Um, and, and and kind of like the tactics that the Germans used, like uh, it, uh, when they invaded France, they after capturing Belgium, they would take Belgian citizens and march them ahead of them into France because they believed the French wouldn't shoot at them if they did that. Wow. Um, they did. And, and, and one of the first stories is actually about uh, one of those French soldiers who was ordered to shoot uh, mm. at those people. Oh, my um, yeah. yeah. That's awful. So it's vignettes like that, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's that's beyond sad, isn't it? Um, that's uh, that's terrible. Um, and then um, moving on to uh, something just as uh, negative. <laughs> uh, what's the scariest comic that you've read? Ooh, the scariest comic. I think the War of the Trenches would be certainly up there. Yes, uh, like I said, it's very expressionist, and and you know right. it really shows those those fields and and the corpses, and you know it is very power, powerful imagery. Yeah, like I'm yeah. not, a, although I write cosmic horror, like I like the subtle horror. Um, but the, the thing with a lot of horror comics that I've seen is like they have a lot of emphasis on gore, but it's not like you know, yeah, it, it's gore, you know, um, mm. it's not scary. Um. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm more, uh, I, I guess, a, a bit more of a fan of of, of artists like Alan Moore and uh, mm-hmm. some of the French creators who put a lot more emphasis on on uh, on the scene and the themes of of illustrations than, um, well, a lot of the well, I I recently got a 
a comic by uh, Common Games, and they have like the, the all these board games, and they for I don't know if it was a Kickstarter or just a pre-order, but they had like all these comics related to their board games. And one of them was like a Cthulhu themed one, uh, part of the board game Cthulhu uh, Death May Die, mm. uh, which is it's very it's a very pulpy game in that regard. Um, but you know it has a lot of Lovecraft and stuff. But you know it's it's mostly just gore, which is like I don't know, uh, like they're good they're good uh, cosmic horror stories that you know. But there the the violence and gore is mostly suggested. Um, you know, where they uh, there is this one comic where uh, that ends with uh, an investigator performing like a, a, a ritual, and it's it's just a shot of him, um, basically not moving for a couple of panels, just looking downward, but it describes like what he's doing to to the person being sacrificed, and. That to me is is far more powerful than uh, you know the, the implied violence rather than you know the visual violence that a lot of mm. so called horror comics do. Wow, <clears throat> that's powerful. Um, and uh, moving on to uh, one of my favorite questions, and that is, what is your favorite cover? Oh God, I actually wanted to mention one of. Um, uh, one of the the Chronicles of the Black Moons covers, mm. very simple in design. It's just uh, the the main evil wizard, so to speak, standing in the background with the black moon behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know for that one that that's just memorable to me. Yeah. Um, but if I have, if I may brag, I also love the illustration of my own uh, novels cover, um, the Wrench in the Machine by Star Ranger. Yeah. Uh, Swedish artist and that's also like I, I have a weakness for like uh, pulp uh, movie posters cool. um, you know um, and yeah the, the range in the machine cover just, just has that you know um, yeah I, I really have a weakness the same goes for my comic S46 I also love that cover um, just which is just a shadow of the, of the bad guy in the background jumping the protagonist and yeah, um, it, when I think to like good cover artwork, I immediately go to movie posters for some reason. Yeah, as well, that, that's what comes to mind. Uh, um, uh, sorry, what movie posters come to mind? I um, know, oh, yeah, yeah that, that that's what comes to mind for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, no, very cool, nice. Um, and uh, what comic do you repeatedly read the most? Um. Hmm. Well, it, it used to be from from zero to now. Uh, that's mm-hmm. definitely the one I, I I read the most during my lifetime. Um. Hmm. Is there a comic like I I barely have now. I'm I'm making my own stuff. I barely have time for for reading anything. Hmm. Um. Uh. Let's see. What is it? Well, yeah. Chronicles of the Black Moon. Uh, definitely yeah. read that a lot. Uh, six 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 by the by the same writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'm over. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, he has a very hammy, over the top style of writing, but uh, but you know I love it. And uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily write it, although I'm inclined to. I have to admit. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Yeah, that, that's probably the that, 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 that comes off of the bookshelf yeah. the most, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, over the years, uh, what have you found to be the most meaningful comic to you? The most meaningful? The most meaningful mm. would probably be Elf Quest. That, uh, that had a major influence on me uh, as, a, as a creator. That is something that I right. saw a lot of potential in. I not I I I don't know. I I stopped reading after the uh, well, not the not the Kings of the Broken Wheel series, but uh, I forgot what the, what the last one is called. But um, then it became a bit too black and white for me, I suppose. Uh, oh, also, really? also over the top in the in the wrong way. I, I, I mm. yeah, I don't know. I I just didn't. I, I stopped losing interest. Um, but when it comes to like what what drove me to create it was probably Elf Quest. Um, I couldn't exactly tell you why. Like like at the time when I was a kid, it was a very edgy comic. Mm. Um. But yeah, I also really enjoyed the characters and, and you know how they developed and, and seeing like generations of, of of protagonists move along and, and also expand into other uh characters, tribes and, and ideas. Yeah, so that is probably has been the most meaningful to me. But again, I, I also like a lot of French comics, um, especially the ones from my childhood that I mentioned. Mm. Uh, like again, the war in the trenches definitely a big inspiration for me. Um, and uh, oh, well, recently I actually managed to read a few comics of Black Sad, um, and I bring right. that up because I I yeah. really started like exploring noir movies. Great, uh, that's an aesthetic I also want to develop into my own stuff, mm. uh, which is difficult because there are not many uh, illustrators used to that style. So I I do a lot of edu- edu- educating when it comes to to, to illustrators. Um, uh, so yeah, especially among the uh, the American ones where I have to like tell. Well, you know, besides superhero comics, there's also like this whole wide range of of European comics that delve into Western fantasy and what whatever. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of like a world opens to them. Like oh, like yeah, it's. it's uh, Kind of, kind of sad when I say it like that, but yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, nice. but yeah, I, I get a lot of uh, illustrators who want to do. They they approach me like, "Can I do work for you?" Because you know, I I don't want to do superheroes for once. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Draw your cool. own conclusion from that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. Um, the Elf Quest was uh, quite formative in in your in your own kind of storytelling uh, career. Um, but uh, what have you found to be the most underrated comic? Most underrated comic? Well, all of French comics at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, oh, I, I, I guess Kaufje got his recognition uh, and stuff, but uh, I mean, I, I have to explain to comic book illustrators who Mobius is, you know? Yeah, um, right. One, one of the most influential. Yes. Well, not not just illustrators, just influential no. people in pop culture. Yeah. Um, totally. And yeah, so I, I guess Mobius would be up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Freud of all would be up there. 
Uh, oh, uh, they actually made a movie about that. Um, uh, the the planet of no, uh, world of a thousand planets. God, ah, I, yes, I, um, Valerian. He, he Valerian, yes, yeah, yes. That's oh man, oh and 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 Gibson, uh, not William Gibson, but um, the the guy who created the Shadow. Um, oh. What's his name? Name again? Um, God. Gibson, the shadow, God, why? Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Robert E. Howard. Probably uh, you don't hear enough about him, right? Uh, Walter, Walter B. Gibson. Walter B. Gibson, yes, yeah, Walter yeah. B. Gibson. I mean, the guy basically. Well, he did not invent the superhero genre. That would be, oh, that would be uh, a guy uh, that's uh, you never hear about, which is like here, the guy who created the Nyctalope. Um, I actually right. make a reference to him, or rather his character, in uh, in my book. Yeah, uh, um, and he basically created the first cybernetic superhero, if not the first superhero, uh, which was the Nyctalope, uh, a French character. And uh, yeah, you you barely hear anything about him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's very sad when kind of. Those those types of people have passed, and like a, a new generation comes in and haven't heard about it. But I guess it's it's up to like the the generation that's like most in control of a of a medium like like comics or or something like that no, to kind of, to to educate the the younger one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it? well, I mean that's that's why steampunk is is so important, and um, yeah. I think because it. Many of its of its offers, and I I wish we were more organized in that regard. Are mm. very influenced by like early science fiction, early superheroes. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, I've got uh, somebody, um, Kelly. Oh, I forgot her last name, but she created uh, uh, a a pulp, a uh, steampunk pulp inspired hero, uh, a book called Rembrandt Stratagem. Um, you know, it also has like clear influences from uh, the artwork from the time of uh, of the Shadow, um, and yeah, I I I also am listening to the the uh, the Orson Welles uh, um, audio dramas that they made in the in the forties yeah. to what fifties sixties of the cool. Shadow, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I I just love that stuff. Um, if if there were more, uh, I would be more into comics if more of that stuff was made these days. But uh, yeah, they, they for some reason it seems like that the they they got stuck in like nineteen. What when was Batman conceived in the in the fifties? Oh, even uh, uh, maybe uh, earlier than that. that eh? Yeah, I I know yeah. it was plagiarized from the Shadow, but um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. in some respects. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, maybe. And um, yeah, that's it's unfortunate that we haven't really had any new superheroes of that caliber since. Um, they just murder Batman's parents over and over again. <laughs> just keep going. Uh, 1940, by the way, 1940 yeah, yeah. was uh, was the first. It was Batman number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shame. There you go. Um, so yeah, on on that note, I mean, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be? Uh, which one would it be? Um, huh? Which one would it be? Um, 
That's a hard question from all the choices. Uh, yeah, if, I I really don't know. It's too hard to choose. Um, hmm. I I I guess you no, know, the war in the trenches would be too depressing. Um, yeah. so I guess it would be uh like one of the uh, zero to now books. Right. Cool. Nice. Excellent. Well, happy to provide that. And uh, what weapon tool or useful item would you like to take with you as well? Uh, well I've got a whole bunch of, of, of melee weapons. I would need to sharpen them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it would probably be a tool like an axe or, or, a, or a knife because of your utility. Um, yeah. So that's uh, I'm a very practical minded person. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that would probably be it. I'm very boring that way. Yeah, well, just like, you know, a versatile um, weapon like that does the job, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, fair play. Very cool. Well, Bonsart Bokel, um, thank you so much uh, for sharing your comics for the apocalypse. It's uh, It's been a real pleasure. Yes, thank you. Likewise. Excellent. Um, and uh, for the listeners, one more time, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me uh, as Radio Retro Future on YouTube and um, uh, or as Bonsert Bokel on most places. I'm, I'm Radio Retro Future, I think. And then, of course, there is the Association of Ishtar.com page. As well, of course. And uh, they, again, there's links from the show notes, folks. So feel free to go click through. Um, and uh, other than that, um, yeah, no, best of luck with the campaign. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're always welcome back on the show. All right, uh, I'll hold you to that. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent, Bonsa. Uh, great to meet you, and uh, you take care. Yeah, likewise. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks again to Bonsa for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was a real pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Bonsart's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes along with all our links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future, I'll see you next time. Bye for now. 